I know. I would let you keep going. Let's be real. It's my favorite part, too. <laughs> well, as I've said, thank you guys for joining us this morning. Uh, before we, we pray and get into this week, um, I'm going to recap a little bit of last week. So we're in our second week of our Advent series, focusing on John 3, 16 and 17. Last week, we talked about the gift that is the birth of Christ. We talked about how that is the gift that God gave us, the thoughtful gift that God gave us. Um, and the reason for the gift was so that we can have a restored relationship, so that Christ could die and rise again so that we are not separated for eternity. But we talked about the beauty of that gift. And this week, we're going to talk about, we're going to focus on the fact that God loves not just us, but the world. And we're going to look into that. Before we jump into it, will you pray with me? Father, I just ask that you would be That you would guide me. That the words that come from me are not out of my own will, my own strength. God, I pray that you would use my weary body. We thank you for today. We thank you for the fact that you are good. The fact that you are so good. That you run after us. You chase after us. And thank you for the fact that you are so good that you give us the sweetest gift. God, I just ask that you would continue to just allow us to ask questions, to stay curious, to take moments to pause and ask ourselves where we see you, what we're learning about you, what you're showing us, what we're, where we can grow. And we give you this morning, and you may pray, amen. So we're going to talk about God's love. We're going to focus on John 3.16, I guess you could say A, but those first, like, those first words. The words that I think we often know, but we kind of just, like, brush over. I think what I've learned in this, the last month of looking at this and trying to figure out what does this look like for one church or what does this look like for the church in general John 3.16 is something that we all know, right? We kind of almost recite it so much that it's like that meaning, that deepness of it is just kind of started to wear down. Like you think about your favorite pair of shoes, like you wear them all the time and you wear them all the time because you love them, but eventually the soles just kind of wear down and wear down and, and we just ignore it. And so while we do this Advent series, my hope is that we can breathe new life into these verses. And so looking at John 3.16, it says in, the, in the, um, the NRSV, it says, For God so loved the world that, and that's all we're going to focus on. Like, for God so loved the world In the in the New Living Translation, it says, for this is how God loved the world. And so it's just that those first, like, what, six words, five words, seven words, somewhere in there? It's, it's automatically saying, listen, this is God demonstrating to you how much he loves you. 
Like he's giving you a nugget. If you have ever had a moment where you've doubted God's love, because I know I have, right? We, we have these moments sometimes where we doubt who God is. We doubt if he loves us. We doubt if he's good. We doubt these things. And sometimes those doubts can stop us from pushing forward, can, can t- cause us to turn around, can cause us to do a bunch of different stuff because we don't know what to do with it. But here, God's saying, like, you don't have to doubt this. Like, I loved you so much that I gave you my son. And here is just like, like, it's just like a little gift, right? We talked last week about how the gift that God gave us through Jesus was a thoughtful gift. Well, if there is a thoughtful gift, then there has to be love behind it. You don't just give a gift without love. And oftentimes when we give something to someone, aren't we trying to demonstrate just a little bit of what we feel about them or how we care for them? And so that's, that's what God's doing. He's saying, hey, if you're doubting me, doubting my goodness, doubting my love, doubting how much I care about you, I gave you my son. I showed you. I gave you that gift, that physical representation that sometimes we need to be reminded about that love, that deep deep-seated love that, honestly, I don't know if we'll ever fully understand, right? That, that agape love, that love that is so deep that it's because you adore someone or you would delight in someone that's embedded in us. There's no, there's literally no restrictions. You see, like, this verse tells us, for God so loved the world that. So it wasn't, so for God so loved those who believed in Jesus, that he gave his only son. Like, no, 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 no. Before you even have to say yes and receive the gift, that love is there for you. That demonstration of love is for everyone. For everyone to have, for everyone to hold. It's not just for a certain group of people. It's for the world. It's for... It's accessible to everyone. I think, sadly, we've kind of taken that, that love and boxed it up. And we've made it feel as though it's only reserved for those who deserve it or for those who check all the boxes and we've boxed up this gift of love this demonstration of love and we've said well before you have this you have to do this but reality is it tells us right here that god said no 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 it's right here for you you don't have to do anything else you can open the like, you don't have to wait till Christmas. Like, as a kid, like, how cool would that have been? If your parents just, like, put gifts under the tree and you just open them whenever you felt like it? You didn't just have to stare at it for however long? Right? Like, that would have been awesome. And let's be real, as adults, that'd be pretty cool, too. Like, 
<laughs> and God says, like, here you go. I've got this. Here is my love, and it's for everyone. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your past is. I don't care what your future is. I don't care what baggage you bring in when you come onto the into the building. I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care if you're showered. I don't care about your teeth. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about it because my love is for you. But see, we have bobbled it up and said, if you've said yes to Jesus, then you can have God's unconditional love. And now we've made people feel like they're othered. And because they don't look a certain way or because we ourselves have portrayed ourselves to be a certain thing. And so someone looks at us and says, well, I, I don't look like that person or they seem like they've got it all together. So obviously I have to reach that before I can get the love of Jesus, the love of God, before I can receive that demonstration of love have to meet this standard no no because reality is I think every single one of us would speak to the fact that we're all messes and every single one of us would speak to the fact that we've got messiness in our life and so we look at someone and we're like oh Miss Anna she's got it all together I mean, she is a woman of God. She praises him. She gives him glory. She's got it together. So I need to get to a place where I'm there before I can get this. And she'd probably tell you, no. Like, no. Glory to God. Absolutely. But I have hard days. I have days where I'm just like throwing tables and mad and all of these different things. I feel like we look at our lives or we compare ourselves and we, we hold back and we, we even stop ourselves from truly accepting the love of God because we look at each other as if we are on social media, like our lives are social media and here are the greatest hits. And you have to look like you have it all together before God's love is for you. Y'all, we have got to make God's love accessible. We got to figure out a way to make God's love accessible to every single person. To the person who sits next to you at work, to the person who stands next to you at the grocery store. We are, we are called to be set apart. We are called to be different. We are called to a place where people want what we have. But instead the world's like, I don't want that. I don't want that because I don't want the judgment. I don't want to feel like I have to hit standards in order to receive the free love of God. The free goodness of God. But we put strings on the word free and no longer does free mean free. But free means like half free. You know, it's like um, we walked in, I was, we were, my mom and I were shopping this week and uh, we were at, at home, and one of the ladies was like, oh, go to the Dollar Tree. They've got shower curtains. I was like, great. And she's like, but they're raising their prices to $1.35. And I was like, well, then they really can't be the Dollar Tree anymore. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's what we do with, with the love of God. Like, he's saying, here, it's literally free. It's here. But we're like, oh, I'm just going to add 
have like some strings to it. It's not really free, but like we're gonna we're gonna say it's free, but it's not. We see that God's love is is for everyone over and over and over throughout Jesus' ministry. Right? Jesus goes up to the lowest of the lows, put those in quotation marks, or the have-nots of society, and over and over and over again reminds them of their worth, reminds them of the fact that they are worthy of God's love, that they are loved by God, that they are important, that they do matter, that they do hold value. They don't have to look like the most holier-than-thou people. You don't have to look like the person who's standing up here because that's unrealistic. And let's be honest, we all have our own stuff. We've already established that. If I'm 100% real with y'all, like this this week, I, we moved yesterday. So I woke up this morning and I was like, Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Because my brain feels dead. Like, there is, usually I wake up when I'm preaching, usually on Sunday mornings, I'll wake up and I'll have like an outline in my brain of like, okay, this is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to flow. Like, I kid you not, y'all, dead. Like, there was no thoughts. And I was like, all right, God. It's you and me. And I was like, everyone's enjoying past the love. Like, eh, why not? But see, that's the beauty of it. Is that right now in these moments, you guys are like, man, she, well, maybe not. But you might be like, man, she's, she did her stuff. Like, no, guys, this is all Jesus. Because at the end of the day, literally, kid you not, my brain is blank. There are no thoughts. But God. So we've got to stop holding God's love for ransom. In this holiday season, in this Advent season, may God's love be for literally every single person. May we ask ourselves this week, how can we change the flow of what the church is doing that makes it feel like God's love is, is held back and only accessible to those that say yes. When it clearly states that God's love is literally there for every single person. You don't have to wait to say yes before you walk through the doors of a church. And you can be in a season where doubts are filling your brain. With the knowledge that God's love is deep for you. And that love... That love is for those who have rejected him. That love is for those who have hated him. That love is for those who accept him. That love is for those who are hurting. That love is for those who have wounds. That love is for those who, are, who have hurt others. That love is for literally every single person. No one is off limits when it comes to the love of God. Nothing is off limits when it comes to the love of God. You pray with me? God, I pray today that that we would 
we would put that gift out, your gift, that we would put your gift of love out for every single person. May we be able to show that your love is accessible to everyone so that the next generation that is coming up can also show that your love is for everyone. God, thank you for how much you love us. Thank you for how deep your love goes. There is no depth. There is no width. There is, we literally cannot measure it, even if we try. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing in us, through us. May we bring change. And you're going to pray. Amen. So typically, we do a breakout group at this time. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it up just a smidge. We're still gonna have opportunities to chat and to talk, but I would love if you're willing to just talk to a couple of people about that question. How can we as the church, how can we as one church make it so God's love feels like it's for everyone? Like, if you can think through tangible steps, and maybe this is a time where it's like, hey, I haven't felt like I have that. Like, I don't feel like God's love is for me. And I'm sorry if that's you. You don't have to stay and chat. If you have to go, I totally understand. But I would love for conversations just around that question. How can we make God's love actually feel like it's accessible to everyone. If you're on Zoom and you want to um, stick around, I'd love for you guys to talk on Zoom. Unmute yourselves. Show your video. Have a conversation together. How can we? Because it can start with us, right? How can we make sure that anybody who walks through those doors or anyone we meet Monday through Saturday feels that they have access to God, to the love of God, to that deep agape love, no matter what. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed, one church. Go in peace. And may we make the gift of Jesus being born something that everybody feels this Christmas season. Amen.